Yeah, I think so too. And like, like traditional blocks are classic for a reason because they're, um, well, in some ways they're easier than something that can take a lot more technique and, and everything to get used to, but, um, and then just, just like pleasing, right? It's like symmetry and um, just like design elements that are classic that you can use no matter what. But yeah, like you said, using modern fabrics and, um, you know, using a white background instead of maybe a gray or something like that and makes the colors pop and, and that kind of thing. And I, I like playing with that and sort of seeing where, where you can take traditional, but make it feel more contemporary and. I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Hey there, Not Your Granny's Quilt Show podcast fans. I am looking for new guests. So if you are interested in chatting with me on the show, please email us. We'll put that down below and let us know what you want to share with us on the show. And we will get in contact with you and get you on. I can't wait to chat with you. And hopefully we get some really great episodes. Thanks. Today's guest is Holly Clark of Holly Clark Design. You probably know her from her Instagram handle, Hold My Seam Ripper. She is here to talk about her fantastic quilt patterns and projects that she has in the works. So please welcome Holly with me. It's a Hi, lot. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Yeah, and you're in Winnipeg? I am, yeah. Ooh, I think you are for <laughs> Canadians. I'm very excited. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> I am representing all of Canada. <laughs> so excited to have you here. Um, I think, I don't know how or, you know, what brought me to your Instagram, but I saw your Instagram handle, uh, hold my seam ripper. And I was like, I need to be friends with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've, I've thought of changing it um, like a lot of times, like it's kind of, I don't know, it doesn't like have my name in it. So I think, is it? appropriate but so many people tell me that they like it I'm like well maybe I should just keep it because it makes people laugh so <laughs> yeah, I love I think because then it made me go who is this and you know it brings people to you I think because it's it's a funny play on a phrase and I just I loved it I thought it was great and then of course I loved your content so I was like well I'm here to stay so <laughs> <laughs> come for the Instagram handle stay for the quilting <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it was I don't know. I just look for things like that because I have a big sense of humor and I think I find, you know, I just love the joy of taking things and making them, if they make you laugh, then like, then make it happen, you know? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they make other people laugh and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's, that's how you find your people is you put your sense of humor out there and then those that like it flock to you and you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't like it, you don't have to stay. <laughs> yeah, like, please leave. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I think too, one of the first things I saw of yours was your um when it was before, but you were kind of teasing up to your great expectations quilt. And um, I think I was just seeing like your progress of like teasing the blocks and like kind of putting it out there. And maybe I found you before that, but that was when I first was like, wait a second, <laughs> like what is happening? This is gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And that just came out in May. Oh, pardon me. That just came out in May. The pattern. Yeah. I, 
what day is it today? Like I, I know. <laughs> yes, May. It just came out like a couple of weeks ago. Um, I started it last um, last fall, I think in November or something. I made a first version of it, and then I and I posted some blocks, and it was a little more subtle. Like it was solids and just a really fine blender print that I used, and then um, so many people. It was like one of my biggest like posts like when I first started posting about it and I was like oh there's some interest here so uh took a little while but developed it uh into a pattern and just released it last May or last month and uh yeah so it's kind of fun it's really um it's based on traditional blocks uh but just sort of in a fun more modern way so I think it's resonated with people so yeah good yeah <laughs> Well, and I think that's like a funny, not funny, but just a trend that's happening because before it was just like all modern, nothing classic, you know, and then now I keep seeing more and more newer patterns coming out that are just more, you know, traditional looking. There's still modern twists to them, but so I think people are really kind of seeking that nostalgic sense of style in the in quilting. And so I don't know but yeah the modern twist with the modern fabrics and and all that I think makes it even more special yeah I think so too and like like traditional blocks are classic for a reason because they're um well in some ways they're easier than something that can take a lot more technique and and everything to get used to but um and then just just like pleasing right it's like symmetry and um, just like design elements that are classic that you can use no matter what. But yeah, like you said, using modern fabrics and, um, you know, using a white background instead of maybe a gray or something like that and makes the colors pop and, and that kind of thing. And I, I like playing with that and sort of seeing where, where you can take traditional, but make it feel more contemporary and, mm -hmm. And yeah. fun. I don't know. Like yeah. looking at older quilts, sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's you can appreciate the time and the effort that went into it, but it doesn't really resonate visually with me. And so I like to, yeah. I like to make it more, more fun and bright. And I like lots of color. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I hadn't really ever made like anything classic, but or like you know whatever, I can't think of the word all of a sudden, but, um, but I, I know I've talked about it before on the show, but I like fell into just making a ton of sawtooth stars and a ton of flying geese and just these kind of more traditional, that's the word traditional, <laughs> these more traditional style looking quilts. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I actually really love this. And like some were involved in modern, more modern patterns but some were just you know some patterns were just the sawtooth star and or some were just mostly flying geese and so yeah I just love take love the traditional but the modern twist on that and right well I think even just taking something traditional like fly, a flying geese unit and just making a whole bunch of them is is a, a modern twist because I think traditionally it was used as an element with other pieces like whether it was you know a, a half square triangles or just um like a nine patch or whatever and those but just using it on its own and just like repeating it a whole bunch or like making it huge or making it really small or 
yeah. just start playing with the scale. And I think that gives it that modern twist that you might not have seen, you know, hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so fun to see kind of the evolution of things and how, like, you know, it was all half square triangles and, you know, herringbone and all these different things, starburst patterns. And then now it's like, okay, let's, let's come back and like revisit these traditional concepts. Not that they ever went away, but I just think they're, at least for me, they seem to be popping up more in the, in the zeitgeist of quilting. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I haven't been quilting for very long, but, um, you definitely see trends, like even in the short time that I've, like I started in 2017 and just mm -hmm. like in that short time, seeing trends come and go already is kind of fascinating to me that, you know, something that has been around for, you know, whatever, hundreds of years and we've yeah. sort of taken it on this like fast track of like trends and everything already. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, I just love it because I think it, it kind of changes with fashion too, like, you know, ch fashion changes. And then I think kind of quilting pulls that into it almost like, yeah, I think there's yeah. more of like retro trends happening right now. And then that's being pulled into the quilting world. And like, I mean, just the, the fabric that's on the quilt behind you, there's like nostalgia in it, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the sure. yeah. stuff that like, they're pulling all those kind of nostalgic the roller skates and the rotary phones and all those things into their yeah definitely and colors too like you totally mm -hmm. see the um I mean not that everybody does the same thing but you definitely see that those trends those fashion trends pull in because we're just we bombarded with influences from all over like all different aspects of your life right and so yeah. you definitely see those influences coming in into what you're going to choose in your fabric selections and how you're going to put colors together and mm -hmm. all of that. And uh, I was shopping with my daughter the other day and um, <laughs> and there was, um, I forget what it was, like a bag or a shirt or something. And it was in the Kona color of the year. And I was like, color of the year. <laughs> like, I know that. <laughs> and she's like, that's not the Pantone color of the year. And I said, no, Kona. <laughs> Kona color. She's yeah. Like, I don't know what that means, but I'm like, it's a thing. <laughs> it is. It is. I know. It's so funny because it's like everybody was like, oh, the Pantone color of the year. And it's gorgeous. I love it. But because it's purpley and kind of a periwinkle. But yeah. yeah. Then, <laughs> but then Kona's like, mm, actually, it's this. <laughs> Over in this part of the universe, we're, uh, we're doing this color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which. I love it too. So I don't care, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to see like the different takes on like where those colors come into play and like where you see them pop up throughout, you know, the year to see if people really hang on to it. And yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, it'd be so fun to make like, um, almost like a monochromatic quilt with the color of the year. And I know mm. lots of people do that, but I have never done it. <laughs> no, I haven't either. Yeah, but that's a that's actually an interesting idea. Like if you, even if you made the same quilt each year, but you changed it up with the color, just to yeah. have your own sort of record of that. Be... Or even if you just made a block and then just like added a block. Oh, I love that year. idea. Yeah, do a block a year of each color. 
It'd take you, take a, you a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, depending on how big you make it, it could take you a really long time. <laughs> Maybe well, like a 20 inch block or something. Yeah. Make it real big. Really big. <laughs> yeah. No. Hmm. I think we're geniuses. I like it. <laughs> that would be so fun though just to kind of see the evolution of like how that color changes and like the influences of it but anyway yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I'm also like other side note of one of your projects but I am like bound and determined I want to make a quilt o'clock I'm so I love, it. <laughs> I love it I was like oh my gosh that's so fun and like I want to almost like dismantle the clock that's in the quilting studio and just do it in there because I'm like why not you know like yeah totally it, it's um been a kind of fun thing like to see what people have made um so I um I don't know if you read my blog post about it but I was like during COVID, I was always working out in my bedroom because, mm -hmm. you know, that's what you do. And I have this really old fashioned clock it doesn't even work, but it's like right at my eyesight. Oh. And I hate, I hate exercising. So I'm just like, <laughs> as I'm doing whatever, I'm staring at this clock right at my eye height. And I just kept like piecing it out into like pie, pie shaped uh, units in my head. And then I was like, oh, I could make that <laughs> and so I started playing around with it and realized well I had a few older clocks that I didn't care if I wrecked them if I took them apart mm -hmm. and realized that they came apart fairly easily I wrecked a couple <laughs> because <laughs> at first I didn't know what I was doing and I was just jamming the <laughs> screwdriver in the back trying to take it apart but um but then I went and bought a whole bunch of really cheap ones at Ikea Mm -hmm. and uh took them apart they just popped apart really easily and was able to like make all these little wedges and um it was just yeah a fun project and then I just put it up on my website as a as a freebie and um like <laughs> it's crazy how many downloads that thing has gotten <laughs> yeah well it's just fun to see like and search hashtags like I that's my favorite thing to do is like find a hashtag of something I love and go look at other people's versions and just like yeah. that's so inspiring because I'm like oh I never would have thought to put those fabrics together or like do it that way but yeah it's just been super fun to see all the different versions out there and yeah what people are sharing but I was like I'm gonna do this <laughs> I always say that about things that I never have time because <laughs> well like, it's yeah. really it's really fast so yeah. even if you have like a couple hours one night it mm -hmm. You know probably won't even take you that long it might take you longer to figure out how to take your clock apart and put it back together but the actual like making the quilt face or the clock face is yeah. pretty quick and okay um, yeah it's yeah, it seems simple but yeah oh, I love it. it's so fun i'm like hmm, how many clocks do i really need yeah i know <laughs> i just made a new one um uh last month with some scraps from the great expectations quilt and uh I was like I don't really need this but it was a red clock and my quilt was like reds and pinks so I was yeah. like I can't not like I have to do this so now I have I don't know like three of them are hanging in my sewing room <laughs> and then I've got other ones throughout my house that yeah. I'm like I, yeah we need a clock here <laughs> yeah well honestly like it's so nice to have multiple clocks around because then you don't have to like go look for one if you don't have your phone or your watch on or something and then right 
just especially in the quilt studio because I want to look at like where my sewing machine is and like where the clock because the clock is like directly behind me on the opposite wall from where I'm sewing when I'm in my quilt studio and so I'm always having to like turn around or and it's so annoying because I'm like if I just want to glance at the time or something I like there's another wall that I just want to like look to the left and see it and so I'm like what if I just make a new clock for this (laughs) this is driving me crazy yeah yeah so I'm like okay I'm gonna do it and I will definitely post pictures and tag you because that's great happen yeah I'd love to see it (laughs) yeah um yeah it's just so fun I just the creativity and yeah you can do whatever fabrics and just make a million clocks because who doesn't need to know the time (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's so great I I just love it so cute um and then I saw, or you're like posting um, blocks, like a new quilt pattern you're trying out, the breeze block? Yeah, the breeze block quilt. Um, I- <laughs> Like, am I saying this correctly? You are, yes. Okay. Um, so I was, uh, um, Lisa Flower, who does um, fabric design for um, paintbrush studios or PBS mm-hmm. fabrics. Um, she asked me if I would want to, I've done, I've partnered with her on a couple of other collections of hers and, um, and she asked if I'd want to do this one. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, yes, it's yeah. so because it's all just like, um, like vintage vacation, summertime fun and everything. And I was like, oh, this is so perfect. And one of the prints is, um, based on breeze block, like a breeze block wall design. And I was like, trying to think of like what am I going to make with this and because it's it's just really like a lot of it is larger scale prints and it's really Mm -hmm. fun and everything so I was like trying to find something that would fit well with that yeah and then when I saw the breeze block print I was like oh I could make a quilt block out of this and um it's all like curved it's like four curved corners Mm -hmm. and um with like an inset um white strip between each I don't know you have to look at it <laughs> yeah. we but, can put um, a picture in, in the video okay as well like on the YouTube so we'll okay pop the picture up so people can see okay perfect yeah um and so it took a little while to kind of figure out how to make oh and then the center part is one piece so it's mm-hmm. not like so the larger scale prints worked really well in that center sort of diamond shape Mm-hmm. and um and then just like put them all together like like a breeze block wall and uh so it's kind of fun like I don't know I kept saying breeze block block <laughs> it's, it's a little repetitive but anyway it's fun to fun to do so I um I posted that last week uh or I just finished it up last week and um posted it and it's been uh, a fun project to work on so and I've got a lot of like requests of like when is the pattern coming out so I'm actually working on a pattern right now um and I don't know I I always say I'm working on it but I never have like any deadlines until I like actually write it I don't want to set a deadline because life yeah there's lots going on so um maybe this summer I can get it out (laughs) it's so cute well and at first I was like what's a breeze block and then I was like oh they're those like cinder block or like concrete blocks that have like 
the design in them with holes through it so that the breeze can go through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. I just, I, I had to look it up for myself because I was like a breeze block. I was like, what's a breeze block wall? And then as, but then I kind of like, you know, mentally pieced together. I'm like, oh, I think it's those things. And so I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, they're like concrete blocks that build a wall and they've got these cool designs in it. And it's like, of course you could quilt that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the more I looked at them, the more, like there's lots of different, um, like classic styles of them and some are round and some are diamonds and some are whatever. And I was like, you could do a whole series of these, like, cause yeah. they would all, they're all like, typically they're all squares mm -hmm. and you could do like a whole quilt of different breeze block designs or something. It would be really yeah. cool. That we don't have a lot of them here because um, it um, like I think typically they're in warmer climates, so you can mm -hmm. have sort of like a privacy wall but have some airflow. Yeah, and um, like it gets hot in here in the summer, but we have a lot of cold months. And so <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. But actually, but so uh, there are some places in town that have them, like mostly like residential. You know, someone mm -hmm. have a fence or whatever. And I wanted to take a picture like in the wild in front of yeah. one, but I couldn't find one that wasn't residential and I didn't want to like creep onto someone's yard. <laughs> They're like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave up on that. But then on Monday, I took my son to the dentist and it was in a different part of town. And as I was parking, I was like, oh my God, there's like a city block at the back of this parking lot that's just a huge breeze block wall. And it's kind of like that whole part of town is has a lot of like 1960s architecture ah. and I was like oh, of course I should have like yeah. come and scoped out this neighborhood more but I was like okay next time <laughs> if I do another one of these I'm gonna have to use that wall because it's yeah. like oh. massive and it's all it's not like pristine it's it's old so there's some sure. parts that are kind of falling apart but um some of it is still like in really good shape so yeah yeah like, now I know <laughs> Yeah, immediately what popped in my head is like, oh, that's like in a 1960s neighborhood. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Feeling of um, Like, think Palm Springs, like yeah. the mid century modern architecture, like, mm -hmm. uses a lot of it. And yeah. when uh, we went to Palm Springs, um, I don't know, about five years, uh, I don't know. Time yeah. is like, I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Uh, we went to Palm Springs once with our family and, um, and just like love driving around the neighborhoods and so many of them have those kind of walls and it's just mm -hmm. it's just so cool <laughs> yeah yeah it feels like you're almost like transported in time yeah yeah everything is so yeah mid-century modern and kind of that those like classic lines you know clean lines and the landscaping I don't know it's crazy it just it's, feels like a different yeah. world there and so well preserved like mm -hmm. everything is pristine and mm -hmm. like like they're, those homes are, are very well kept and I think that's that's wonderful because yeah yeah that's not always the case but it, yeah it's such a fun place to go <laughs> yeah oh man that's so fun and like because it, those blocks like they already have that retro feel like those fabrics oh, yeah <laughs> like, oh my gosh <laughs> they're so cute <laughs> yeah they work really well together and uh it's called so, Sunshine Inn. That Sunshine line. Inn, yes, um, uh, by uh, Lisa Flower. Um, 
and I have uh, some leftovers and now I'm like, oh, what else can I do with this? Because it's pretty fun. I might make like a beach bag or something like that. Yeah, that would be perfect. I know it's just like, it's like I see it and I immediately want to be like by the pool sipping a daiquiri or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if it would just get warm enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if spring would hurry up and come, it's... Uh, it's sunny out today here, but it's been a really awful spring and I yeah. feel like summer's never coming, but yeah, gotta come. <laughs> yeah. Ours has been really rainy and gross too. Today's like 83, but then it's going to be, well, Fahrenheit. I don't know if you are Celsius, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be warm yeah. today. And then tomorrow it's going to drop back down and then a cold rainy weekend. I'm like, why? It's always the weekend. It's like, hot in the middle and then cold on the weekend and hot in the yeah. middle and cold on the weekend I'm like I need this to just even out <laughs> yeah yeah that's it's been the same here and it's been so frustrating like normally we would have beautiful flowers planted and everything but like I haven't even touched my garden this year because I'm like it's we're still getting frost at night some days and like it's crazy I'm like forget it I'm not putting anything in <laughs> until it's like solidly hot because mm -hmm. no not yet yeah. <laughs> I know it's too stressful because I'm like I don't want to kill my plant babies I did yeah. plant a watermelon we'll see how it bears but oh well <laughs> I don't know I'm like eh, we're gonna wing it and try this one so <laughs> we'll see <laughs> oh boy I've never planted watermelon but I have planted like cucumbers that get massive and and that really? kind of thing and it's just like oh man we're eating a lot of cucumbers this summer <laughs> I've had no luck with cucumbers but last year some squirrels planted some pumpkin seeds in my garden bed. Really? Mm -hmm. And oh I had, so I just had these rogue pumpkin plants and I was like, well, I'll just let them grow. It doesn't matter. And they took over everything because oh, I think it was like three or four plants and it's not a very big space. Like my garden bed isn't that big. So like one would have been plenty, but it took over our whole, like half of our side yard, like more, <laughs> double than the garden like it was crazy it was like climbing up the fence it like enveloped a bike that we had just kind of sitting out there I was like mm. wow <laughs> never again and did how many pumpkins did you get from that and they were small they were like little mm. kind of white I there was like a bunch of different kinds that were growing on the plants but they were you know pretty smallish in size but probably got let's see 20 30 what <laughs> probably like 60 to 70 what yeah small because there was like there ended up being like three or four plants that just sprung oh. up and I was like well I'm gonna just let them grow and see what happens and wow it was a mistake I was like I made a mistake <laughs> I'm like hacking back vines <laughs> it was crazy wow so your like autumn front yard decoration was like yes. all taken care of that year huh I literally was like <laughs> pick it off the vine, go put it in the front yard, pick it off the vine, go put it in the front yard. I was like, mom, come get some pumpkins. I called my sister-in-law. I was like, send the kids. They can have all the pumpkins they want. I was like telling like past students, because I used to be a teacher, like telling past students, I'm like, come to my house, come get pumpkins. Like coworkers, I'm like, you need pumpkins for your front step? I've got some. <laughs> it was, it was bonkers, but anyway. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen with the watermelons, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you'd probably be able to get rid of watermelons easier than pumpkins because people actually will eat them, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they probably won't leave our house because we eat, we love watermelon. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I might share one or two. We'll see. <laughs> they have to live first. So yeah, yeah. Get past the, the cold spring. <laughs> then you can decide what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love like, I just love gardens and I've never been super great at growing stuff, but my mom has always had like a really great garden. And so I always have the aspirations to grow amazing things, but I think it's fun now because I'll see kind of like a patchwork of plants. I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be like such a fun, like quilt layout or <laughs> like seeing in people's gardens. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I just see quilts everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, am I losing my mind? Cause that's like all I think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding like you go to the hardware store and you're looking at tile and you're like oh, quilt <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh that would be such a beautiful quilt I was like please stop <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's it's good to have to be inspired wherever you go but yeah. it can be it can be um hard to turn it off sometimes yeah yeah do you like do you find that as well are you like picking oh, everything yeah. apart to try to think of quilts or yeah what inspires you yeah like even watching I don't know like uh the news or something and there's something in the background that's like you know a cool poster or something I'm like hmm, I like they've done with the colors there <laughs> I write that down you're like pause but, that I need to take a picture <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm always um finding something to to uh, inspire me and sometimes I need to rein it in because you can only work on so many things so yeah exactly <laughs> yeah uh, the other day actually when I started writing the breeze block pattern um I was looking through an old folder and on my computer and found another pattern that I completely forgot that I had started <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like I've, I've got like this thing like halfway done I've got all the pieces laid out I've figured out the fabric requirements why didn't I finish this I'm like I should get on that <laughs> like what happened like I must have gotten distracted with something else surprisingly and yeah anyway um I was, it was sort of like finding a $20 bill in your pocket like, like mm -hmm. oh I forgot this was here and oh, I feel like I'm ahead of the game so. <laughs> you're like hey this is me yeah it's like oh you, you know a few minor tweaks here and there and you've got a whole quilt pattern that you can release and yeah yeah, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh that's funny well so we've been quilting for pretty close to the same amount of time but um what got you into quilting um well I I started sewing like when I was in university um, I took fine arts in university and I had never really sewed before that. Um, mm -hmm. but I was for one of my art projects, I decided I wanted to do something with fabric. I don't, I don't, who knows why? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I asked my mom to show me the basics of the sewing machine again. And like, she had tried to teach me before, but I was like, eh, it's not for me. And yeah. anyway, I'm like, it was determined because I wanted to do this project. And, um, so I started um so I made all these like crazy hats and they all had sort of you know art school reasoning behind them and everything uh, yeah. kind of a goofy project but I actually discovered that I really liked sewing mm -hmm. and so I started making more and more hats and then I had a friend who had a uh 
a store at a local market here and she said do you want to come sell them at my store and I was like okay so she would just like place orders I would start and all kinds of just like crazy hats and (laughs) but they they did really well and I ended up realizing that I could actually do that sort of as my as a job in for my last year of school and um so I like quit my part-time job and started just making and selling hats. So I did that for a long time. And then when I had kids, I um, had sort of shifted that to making baby clothes and stuff. And I started a, mm-hmm. a baby clothing and, you know, giftware business yeah. and uh, which I still run. It's called small potatoes and <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's a fun um, it's very different from quilting, but mm-hmm. um, but you know, same types of in, uh, inspirations and stuff. I like using, you know, fun, not babyish fabrics, but more, yeah. um, a little more, I don't know, what you not sophisticated, but you know, something yeah. that's not just like teddy bears and stuff. So, yeah. Um, so I've done that like since 2005, I think. And, um, and I had no interest in quilting, but I use mostly quilting cotton. So I would always see all the promotional stuff from the fabric yeah. companies and it would always show quilts and I would just scroll past it. Like if quilts, <laughs> not for me, not for me. Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then in like 2017, I don't know, something clicked and I was like, hmm, like uh, I really like that. Like I like what's happening and maybe it was just starting to see more modern patterns come out and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and um my background is in graphic design like I'm actually still a full-time graphic designer and uh so just seeing that like being able to marry my like love of design and graphics and being able to put that into fabric I was like oh this is actually why did I tune out of this for so long (laughs) and once I started, I was like totally hooked. And um, the first quilt that I made, I <clears throat> I didn't really even realize there were quilt patterns then. I was just like, well, you just make something that you like. <laughs> that yeah. was my plan. So I like sketched something up in Illustrator, printed it out in like line art yeah. and was like, I'll just make shapes. But I didn't, I, I don't know why, but I didn't even think of like seam allowance and stuff. So none of that was built in. It was just like, it was kind of like a sampler quilt, mm-hmm. all these different blocks. But I didn't know there were like, here's how to make a half square triangle. Like I just cut out triangles and like put them together. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, why doesn't this fit? Yeah. So it took a long time. But uh, then I realized after doing that, that there's actually like instructions on how to do this kind of thing out there. So I started um, like buying actual patterns and like reading instructions and following instructions and like, oh, this is, this is why people love this. This is actually not as crazy as that first one I made. And then, and then I got to the point where I was like, like, I could do this. I could make patterns. Um, Mm -hmm. And so started doing I think in like 2019 I put out my first pattern and um it's still one of my best sellers so it's uh it's kind of fun (laughs) yeah that's so cool I I don't I mean I I've sketched stuff out I've kind of you know designed my own thing but I've never like made up a new block it's just been like oh I can use blocks I know 
and, you know, kind of design my own thing, but I just love the creativity that people come up with like pattern designers. Cause it's just, it's so inspiring and I love to make them. And it's not something like designing patterns isn't my jam, but I will definitely make the heck out of a pattern if I love it. And uh, so it's just always like so fun to me to listen to like, how do you do it? <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah. Well, I, um, <clears throat> I will, like I said, I'll just sort of be inspired by something and I'll, I'll literally take a photo or write it down or sketch it out or something. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's sort of like, gets in my head and I can't, I can't tune it out. I have to see what happens if I, if I make it. And I usually start in Illustrator where I'll um, lay something out to figure out how much, you know, how much fabric or if it's like an unusual shape or something, I'll make myself a template and then yeah. try to figure out how does that shape fit in with other shapes and things like that. And then I'll, I'll print it out from there. And then I, I literally can't focus on anything else until I like at least try that, that idea. So I have lots of just orphan blocks of things that I've tried and realized either that's never going to work or it's, um, <laughs> I don't know, it, or it, it's just too much work and nobody would ever want to make this because it's like kind of crazy or yeah. there's weird like you end up with really thick seams and it's just silly like you know yeah. not. so then either I abandon it or <laughs> move yeah. on to the next thing or I go back to illustrator and figure out well how could this actually work yeah and um like how can you just put the pieces together so that it's actually something that fits properly and and that kind of thing and then back to my fabric uh, scraps and <laughs> try it again yeah <clears throat> yeah it's but, like a big puzzle ultimately right yeah yeah and um I love puzzles I love trying to figure out stuff and so um so I do like those challenges and um and then yeah like I said I have lots of uh, lots of abandoned things that <laughs> didn't work but they yeah. made they made sense on paper or um in illustrator <laughs> yeah but then the ones that do work um i just i love running with them and seeing what happens so making a few different versions of a quilt to see mm -hmm. how it looks in different fabrics or yeah if you changed uh the background or if you added sashing or took mm -hmm. away the sashing or add a big fat border or something and you know it can really change the look of it and I like seeing where that can go. Yeah. So then I end up with a massive pile of, <laughs> of quilts. <laughs> like, what do we do with all these? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of like the fun side effect of like trying stuff out and like, well, I just want to try this. So I'm going to just make it real fast and see what happens. And then you're like, oh no, I have 85 quilts. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, yeah I'm not sad about it but no you know no. I, I like my little stack of quilts and um I like every once in a while pulling them out and putting a new one out on the couch and mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean we have lots on the couch already but you know I'll yeah. pull one out that I was like it was too precious too precious to use when mm -hmm. I made it I didn't want it covered in cat hair and whatever yeah. but <laughs> exactly but, like you know what I it's not doing me any favors just in a pile so yeah, bring it out, use it. <laughs> yeah, I think I, you know, I preach it and I had to bring out my graduation quilt that my mom had made for me because 
I was like, it's got white minky. I can't, I can't let anybody touch it. But she was like, <laughs> get that off the shelf. And use it. I was like, yes, ma'am. Right. <laughs> and now, you know, it's the one that lives on the back of the couch and, you know, and I, you know, I have them hanging over the lazy boy or, you know, over the, the couch arm. And then I've got one hanging on the wall in the living room and, you know, it's just, they're everywhere, but it's just, yeah. it's fun to have different stacks, different quilts to swap out and change out. And, you know, I think the idea that there's too many quilts or I have too many quilts. I'm like, no, you don't. Like <laughs> <laughs> always use more. Yeah. Like, do you, you do you make um, seasonal quilts like for different mm -hmm. parts of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say yes. I have. I do have some I like to put out seasonally, but I like this last Christmas was the first Christmas quilt I made. Oh, so okay. I just barely made a Christmas quilt, but I had um, a a nightmare before Christmas quilt, like the Jack Skellington. Oh, yeah. So I had a panel in the middle, and then I had found some you know different fabrics with the different characters on it, and made kind of a just like a school border of squares of that fabric okay. um, around the panel and so it's not huge but I it's my most favorite movie oh yeah <laughs> I was like I need Jack Skellington on my wall I like joke and say he's my boyfriend and like I have a Jack Skellington mug and I'm like I'm having coffee with my boyfriend and my husband doesn't like that but it's fine <laughs> I'm like it's a mug it's fine <laughs> um, but yeah so I'll swap those out but the yeah. rest of them are just kind of whatever. Like this is one, this one on behind me is one that was up because it was my, uh, the last pattern I tested for Katarina Rochella. Oh, okay. So it's her Zeliga quilt. I was like, oh, I'll just make the lap size. Well, her lap size <laughs> is, or throw size, whatever, ended up being like, it's really long. So oh. it, <laughs> a good size quilt. I was like, dang, I'm excited about this. <laughs> so it just came down so I could put up a, a different quilt on the wall because um, we actually run like an Airbnb out of our downstairs area, like in our house. And so uh, we call it the cozy quilt house. And so there's quilts everywhere. And <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, yeah. that's, never heard yeah. of that before. That's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. And so we just there's quilts in the room and there's quilts hanging on the wall and there's quilts in the living room. And so, I mean, they were out and, and around anyway, but it just kind of gave us an excuse to really put them on display. And for me to right. keep making more quilts, I was like, oh no, I have to make more quilts. business <laughs> expense. <laughs> I'm like, I have to make this. It's for yeah. the business. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. yeah, it's really fun. And I do, I want to make more seasonal type quilts to like, to, you know, swap out and keep kind of changing with the seasons. Cause it's like, if you have the same quilts up there all summer, because you don't have any other quilts that are summery. It's like, you know, yeah, I love them, but I want to keep rotating them. Yeah. I've got a few, I've got a few Christmas ones. Mm -hmm. I made a Halloween one last spring Ooh. <laughs> and I've got a couple of Valentine's quilts. Oh, cute. Which is, um, and we have a red couch, so they look really good on the red couch. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, but other than that, 
I don't think I've done any other holidays or anything, but like certainly some are more summery and you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of fun to just be like, you know, put the Christmas ones away and then like bring them out at Christmas and everyone's like, oh yeah, that, that, that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it kind of like keeps them special, keeps those ones special because then it's like tied to those feelings of, you know, excitement yeah. for that holiday. And yeah, yeah, I definitely, I was very excited to make my quilt. And then my mom used the same fabric as I did, like the same fabric line and made herself a giant Christmas quilt. Oh yeah. She kind of used my scraps, like the leftovers I had from mine and incorporated them into hers. And she obviously got more fabric and, and made her own thing, but then she made like almost a king size quilt for her Christmas quilt. And oh, wow. she just kept adding her jam. And this is, this one behind me is on the wall is one she made. And you can tell because <laughs> she loves to like stack borders. She's like, she'll put like two or three borders on a quilt because she just wants to like, let's make it bigger. Let's make it bigger, <laughs> which I love because then she's always making huge quilts. So anyway, borders are my least favorite part. Like I find it so tedious and I don't know. I just, I'm like, I just want to be done. Right. By that time, after you've made all the blocks, I'm like, oh, borders now, but no, I appreciate it. And it does help to like build it out and make it a little bit bigger if you if you want it to fit on a bed or something like that yeah and, and I like the look of it I just always like Ugh, borders I know. those long <laughs> strips you're like seriously yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well and she like she taught me her method of adding borders and I don't know it's not hers personally but um she was the first person to tell me like oh you can do borders this way and in my episode with her she explains it but uh you like measure each side of the quilt independently of itself and so whatever length that is you sew your strips together and then you cut it to that exact length and then you pin the ends like the border ends to the ends of the quilt top and then kind of just stretch it along to make sure it fits because like otherwise you end up with super wavy borders that have tons of volume in them and so then when we go to to long arm them we're like we can't do this it's too much fabric so right yeah yeah you or gotta... like putting borders on the bias is like oh, please don't oh because <laughs> <laughs> it makes them so stretchy right mm, so. yeah yeah that's not good <laughs> no. but just finding those little tricks of like making sure that they go on well and lay flat and it it makes it not so bad but yeah I I kind of am with you I'm like I guess I have to sew this long strip of fabric to the side of my long quill right now and it just feels <laughs> yeah. like you're just shoving the fabric through you're like am I done yet yes <laughs> oh no I have to do the other side of it now <laughs> oh no there's another 70 inches and then there's another 90 inches and another 90 inches <laughs> like, yeah. cool yeah <laughs> but it can really make it can really make a difference it looks nice right yeah. like it looks finished and and I do appreciate it I just don't like doing yeah. it like some people don't like binding I'm like I don't mind binding that's I fine mind. I don't like, like binding I don't mind it at all I think it's yeah. kind of like all right it's the last step <laughs> but yeah but blind borders not forget it yeah like I get it quilted and then I'm like <sighs> there's still more to do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know yeah. and it'll depend on the quilt but for my own personal quilts, I mostly just stitch them on with 
like by machine. I don't hand, I don't hand bind them, but for client quilts, we'll hand bind if it's like, you know, if it calls for it, sometimes we'll, we'll machine stitch them on if it's like, this is going to be a bed quilt or this is for a baby or, you know, so just the sturdiness factor, but for the most part, for the most part, we hand, we hand bind client quilts, but for myself, mm -mm, I just want it on. I want it done. So I just shove it through the machine, put them on. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind hand binding if I have the time, cause mm -hmm. I find it is sort of, I like that repetitive motion, you know, if I'm watching yeah. a movie or whatever, and it, maybe yeah. it'll take two or three nights to actually finish, but I don't mind that so much. But if it's like, I'm on a deadline, I need to get this, you know, out there by a certain time. Um, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> machine. <laughs> do, you, do you like to try to use like matching thread to the binding fabric or do you like to do like a contrast? I like to match. Or? I like to match it if I can. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but then I always get to this, like, there's always like the decision of, do I want to match it to the binding, even if it's not going to match the backing fabric, because maybe that's a different mm -hmm. color. Can I use a different color thread and bobbin? Am I going to have tension issues? And then like, <laughs> there's all these like decisions, like, okay, yeah. what can I sacrifice here? That's going <laughs> to still look good, um, but not drive me crazy. So it, it always sort of, it's a bit of a juggling act of Mm -hmm. and how tired am I because I'm doing this at two in the morning and <laughs> just <Yeah. went> down. <laughs> no but I typically try to match it but then I'll do like stripey binding mm -hmm. and then how do you match a stripey binding because you can't really <laughs> chew yeah. that so yeah I don't know it always depends on on what what the look is and yeah yeah <laughs> But I've never done anything like hand, um, what is it, like big stitch binding, where it's like Either. it's supposed to obviously be, you know, not yeah. the same color. Um, I love the look of that, but I've just never really, yeah, never gotten into it. Yeah, me either. I don't know that I have the patience to like, yeah, and make sure that the stitches are even and like, yeah. Yeah. because you're gonna see them. But if I'm just doing the invisible stitch, to yeah. do normal hand binding yeah I'll do a coordinating thread but if I'm machine binding it especially if it's my own like if it's a client quilt I'll match the, the thread but if it's mine sometimes I want it I want it to pop so I will pick oh you do oh, okay yeah yeah it just depends I mean it totally depends on the quilt but yeah like if it's a bright fun crazy quilt I want it to continue and so I just slap a bright thread on there and you know, one that matches and hope for the best, but it seems to work out pretty good. And I don't well, know. Well, that's, that's good because then it's like, um, it's its own design feature too, right? Like, yeah. You know, if you do it with intention and, um, it's got a nice contrast and you're doing it on purpose and you, yeah, you know, you're able to keep that stitch line fairly consistent then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, you know, overall it works out. And I mean, I, I enjoy it because I like to put colored color thread in my quilting too. So, um, and you know, with the, with our quilting machine, we have a ton of different colors of thread. And so I'm like, hmm, what's the more brightest, most obnoxious one I can use on? <laughs> Which one's going to stand out the most? And 
you know, because I think there's obviously a time and place for just like standard white thread and simple quilting, but I love to use like, you know, big crazy pantographs and get those colors on there so you can see that part. And I don't know. With a pantograph, can you change up the colors throughout the quilt or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can get some interesting effect mm -hmm. with that then. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we'll do like this one that's in my chair behind me. I did a different color thread on the back than I did on the front. And they're both super light and subtle because I, you know, it just felt more in theme with, with these fabrics. They're the Gloria fabrics by Marine Cracknell. Mm. Um, so they're more kind of nostalgic and softer color palette, but, um, but yeah, I did like a gold on the back because the back is more of a soft pale color. And then on the front, I did a super light, um, like teal blue. Oh, wow. Okay. It's not super, you can't really, really tell, but it just is enough to kind of pop it off the fabric and you can see the pantograph really well, but so sometimes I'll do that too. And Oh, that's fun. It just completely depends on the quilt itself. And yeah, what are you saying to me? Tell me who you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I kind of approach that too. I'm, I mostly use white, <clears throat> but I'm trying to branch out a bit more. And um, uh, I bought a box of, what is it? Like 12 really bright colors. And mm. I determined to, <laughs> the last few quilts I've made, I'm like, I'm going to use the bright colors. And then I was like, mm, I can't do it. Yeah. So I'm trying to find like the right project. Actually, this one behind me, I used two colors of thread, no white. Um, there's okay. like a pink and a pale aqua. And so if you, I mean, you can't really see it obviously on here, but if you look close, you can see. And so on some of the lines, they're pink and some of the, um, or sorry, some, I think the rows are, one way it goes pink, the other way it goes teal okay, or aqua. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of fun. But uh, I'm like, uh, for this, with this box of like really bright colored threads I'm like okay I want to just like go crazy on some quilt and just use all of them or at least you know six of them or something yeah, and just right. see what happens but yeah. I haven't I haven't uh, worked up to that yet it's a commitment <laughs> it really is because you're like all right this is going to be on this quilt forever so right. I yeah. better like it <laughs> <laughs> it better be good <laughs> yeah we have um well I got super inspired because um, Haley from Spring Daisy Stitchery, she had one of her quilts long-armed in neon pink. And I was like, I'm ordering neon pink thread. So we did. <laughs> and now I'm like, what am I going to use? <laughs> but I do have a couple of quilts in, like, in progress that I think would it would be. And they're tulip pink fabrics. So I think it'll be perfect. So. Right. Yeah. I, think I just be really cool on something like a really monochromatic like black and white quilt or something and just have like this pop of neon pink would be really fun yeah I kind of was thinking that too I was like oh that would be so fun to just do like a black and gray or like a black and white quilt and then just have like the neon pink just be like ah <laughs> yeah really pop out at you <laughs> yeah and then you could do like a neon pink binding to really oh yeah totally <laughs> How many ideas ruminating? I love this. <laughs> like, hey, I just have to remember this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Write that down. Hurry, <laughs> yeah. right, put it in the notes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know. I 
but I do love the, you know, just classic white thread and just letting the quilting be what it is. And, but yeah, I, I do understand though. It is, it is a big kind of like, okay, <laughs> committing to this color and I hope it works. And yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I think it can really enhance the quilt and, and sometimes the quilt just doesn't call for it. So it just yeah. kind of depends on. Yeah, sometimes you just want the shapes of the blocks or the fabrics to stand out and you don't want the quilting to, like a lot of times I finish a quilt top and I'm like, I just love how mm -hmm. smooth it is. There's no quilting lines to like distract from it. So I'm like, how can I keep that quality without interrupting it, but still yeah. doing the quilting because you have to do the quilting. Not a quilt unless you build it. <laughs> And when I first started out, I just only did stitch in the ditch because I was like, oh, this is easy. You can't mm -hmm. see the quilting lines. It's not easy, but I thought it was easy. <laughs> like realized later, no, there's easier All things the lines. to do. Yeah. But, um, and I mean, I, I typically keep my quilting pretty loosey-goosey. Like I don't, um, I don't do anything too dense because I'm just doing it on my domestic machine. So, you know, I do... My own, you know, keep to my own limits kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I like the feel of a looser quilted quilt too. Like if it's going to be a quilt that I'm going to use, because I feel yeah. like it's a little more snuggly that way. Mm -hmm. And um, we, some that I've gotten long armed, my family are like, no, it's too stiff. I don't want to use it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. If you use it, it'll soften up. But <laughs> the thing about quilts, the more you use them, the softer they get. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that can be a drawback if you if they are quilted too densely. And sometimes, you know, a pantograph is beautiful, but if it's too dense, yeah, it really stiffens up the quilt. But then, yeah, just like you said, if you use it and wash it and, you know, just keep that use happening, then it will soften up. And yeah, yeah. And that's just the life of a, of a quilt. I have a quilt that was my my in-laws got it as a wedding gift. So in oh. whatever, the sixties or something. Yeah. And it's been like used to death. Like it is so soft. I can't even get over how soft it is. It's also like fraying like crazy and yeah. parts and whatever. But like my husband had, when he was a kid, he was like, this is my quilt, you know? And like, he mm -hmm. loved it. He took it away to college with him. Like it was uh. his thing. And, and then, I don't know, about three or four years ago, my mother-in-law was like, Hey, do you want this quilt? And he was like, "Yes, my quilt." <laughs> like I guess he's forgotten about it or something. And so we got to uh, keep it. And and I was I've just been like fascinated by just how, because it's had this life and of being mm -hmm. used and loved and everything, it's like the softest quilt in the house. <laughs> like yeah, they yeah. don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're like someday. Yeah. Yeah. Just gotta, just gotta use them, <laughs> use them and love them and wash them and treat them like part of the family. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know. I like, we have multiple quilts in our room that are on our bed every night, and my boys have their quilts. And I'm like, yeah, where, use them, like wash them, keep them around, and they'll soften up and be this wonderful thing, you know. For your yeah. whole life if you take care of them and it's just fun and like my mom still has her baby blanket that her grandma made her and same thing she's like would just like 
put fabric around the original one and just like uh, bind it up so that it was still in there, but oh, yeah. <laughs> it wore out so much that it's got like three different layers on it because it's been, but it's still, it's so soft and like, so, you know, obviously we don't like mess around with it. It's just on display, but um, <laughs> in, in her house, but it's just that, yeah, the idea to know that like something has been loved so much, like all that softness has come from like people loving that quilt and yeah, yeah. and just like feeling loved with it. And I don't know, I just, that idea to me is just warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this, this hobby that we have or business that we have actually brings a lot of joy and comfort and warmth. And I, I love that part of it. Me too. <laughs> I do too. And yeah, it's just, sometimes I stop and I go, oh my gosh, I've made quilts for people all over the country. And it's just like so nice to know that like I was able to bring joy to somebody or like that they're going to have hopefully have that quilt for a really, really long time and, and know that hopefully they can see and, and experience my passion and my love for it and understand that they're getting something that means a lot to me to make. And then hopefully means a lot to them as well. And yeah, yeah. I just think and just uh, part of becomes part of their home too, right? Like it's always yeah. on the couch or it's always on the bed or whatever. And that's just sort of part of their own family. Um, I don't know. They're not tradition, but their family's, you know, experience, you know, yeah. and as they grow older and move out and then they come home and see it, it just feels like home. And yeah. I like that. Yeah. And to know like, oh, that will be mine someday or just know like we right. made, um, so initially the, the, the job started with making two quilts for like twin daughters, you know, similar quilt, but well, we made the same exact quilt for them, but one of them had like blue backing and the other one had purple backing and then we embroidered their names in the border. So, you know, they were different a little. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and we used the scraps to make quilts for their their American girl dolls and then yeah. <laughs> and then immediately like she got them and she was like okay now my son wants one I was like oh really okay well we're you know whenever you're ready she's like I'm ready and she like immediately placed another order we were like okay so then we made her son a quilt and she's like I might have to get one for my my last kid but we'll see <laughs> like okay well we're here anytime <laughs> but just oh. knowing like those kids like and we got she made, had us make them queen size so that they could grow into them and like oh wow <laughs> yeah like I was like man that's so smart because you know you think oh I'm gonna make this baby quilt for this baby well they only stay a baby for such a small amount of time and then the quilt is small and they're like oh that's my cute baby blanket and they put it away but if you give them something larger that they can use for longer it's like oh yeah then they can kind of grow into it and they can keep using it when they're giant adults because they don't have you know they're not yeah. losing any any you know I don't what am I trying to say anyway. well just yeah it just becomes their their quilt and they'll always have those attachment you know memories from when they were a kid and yeah. put it away somewhere special if they don't want to use it as an adult because then it becomes a little more precious but then like give it on to their kids or whatever yeah, and it's, yeah it's just a nice part of of their story right yeah Growing yeah up. and if it's you know oh yeah that's what I was gonna <laughs> my brain 
sometimes. <laughs> like they don't lose the ability to be able to use it and cuddle with it if it's big enough, if they can grow into it. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah, 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 for sure. I like wow. that idea of giving a queen size quilt for a baby gift because like, yeah. that's, yeah, most people don't do that. They just like want something they can use right now as a baby. Mm -hmm. But yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> They're like, going to grow. <laughs> right. And I think the, yeah, I think that concept of like, no, I want you, I want your kid to like grow with this. I want this to be something that they have for a long time. And giving that idea of like, this isn't just like a receiving blanket that you purchase at the store. Like, yeah. oh, I got it at Target. No, no, I made this for you. Like, yeah. And I mean, I have a girlfriend who's having a baby soon and I've made her a quilt and um, I can't wait to like share it all over the place because I'm in love with it. But, uh, but I made it pretty large. It's like, mm, like 55 by 60. So it's not small, but it's something that she can use for most of her life, you know, and it's even, even as an adult, it, it's still a good lap size and right. you might not want, <laughs> she might not want it as an adult. Cause it's kind of, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, it's just that idea of like, yeah, here's this tiny square, good luck using it and then having to put it away. But I don't right. know. Yeah. Like I want people to use the quilts I make. I want, if I'm giving you a quilt, it's because I want you to love it and use it. And I don't care if your baby pukes on it. I don't care if you still feed <laughs> on it and stain it. Like that's life, you know? Yeah. yeah it shows exactly. that you've loved it and lived with it. And that's more important to me than being like, I preserved it perfectly. I'll be like, ah, no, no. take it out. <laughs> that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I think too, like, going all the way back to like talking about traditional quilt blocks and all that I think you know pulling that nostalgia back into new quilts kind of makes it feel like okay I feel like I can use this quilt because it's almost got this feeling like it already has been used for years mm. and it doesn't feel like this art piece necessarily right as much as it's like oh that's that's a quilt like I'm supposed to use that I'm supposed to wrap up in that and Right. Kind of like that idea. Yeah. It doesn't just go on the wall or something. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point too, because like if it's something you intend for them to hopefully use throughout their life, mm -hmm. then it's not going to go to, out of style, right? Like right. it's a classic design or traditional mm -hmm. modern feel, but it's not going to be like, oh, that looks so dated. Like yeah. 15 years from now or 20 years from now, <laughs> it's going to yeah. feel like yeah, no, this is like, it has a life, you know, can be used over a lifespan. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I haven't really thought about that, but future proofing our, uh, our designs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, and I think that's kind of a step that, <clears throat> that we can take as like current modern quilters to go, you know, we want to preserve this. We want this thing. We want our quilts and quilting in and of itself to to keep going and be able to bring it into the future and so how do we like design now so that when it is the future our quilts hold stand up the test of time and like right we don't go oh that's an old granny quilt you know <laughs> right yeah because <laughs> I think that's I still talk to people who I'm like oh, I'm a quilter and they're like oh and then I show them <laughs> pictures and they're like oh <laughs> yeah their yeah. tone changes because they think they're like, oh, I was thinking like old brown 
you know, I'm like, no, that's no. still out there. I mean, I think there was definitely a pocket of time where that was still popular, but but it's not like that anymore. Like there's so much more to it than just that. And so yeah. I think the more but of us are out there sharing it, the more it can kind of permeate common society and, and more right. and more people will have that in their, their vision and know that like, oh, I can have a quilt and it doesn't have to be like my grandma's old ratty thing and tuck it away. It, it can be a, a piece that enhances my home. And Right, yeah. It's sort of like knitting, like when mm -hmm. people say that they knit, you don't really go like, oh, knitting, you know, like yeah. it seems to be a little more accepted as something that younger people do now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think quilting is kind of getting there, but there's still a lot of like, oh, you're, you know, quilting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think of like a bunch of old grannies sitting around and yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I do, but um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I get that too. Like when I show people what I do, they're like, oh, mm -hmm. this is not what I thought. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just putting it out there, showing yeah. people what you do, talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it's the best, like changing people's perspective on, on it. Cause then all of a sudden they're like, oh, <laughs> like, okay, like yeah. this is cool. Like then they start to consider things that they never would have considered or we start to see ideas of like, how can I incorporate this into my life? And maybe not necessarily everyone, but it's just kind of cool to see people like think of it as like a thing that they can have done or that they can do instead of just being like, I don't, yeah, quotes or whatever. That's what old ladies do. And, but you know, like I, we recently had like two in the same week. It was so random, but, um, two men ordered quilts from us like custom quilts to have made they're gifting them to their fiancés like it's their wedding gift to their oh wow wife. I'm like oh. you're a genius <laughs> and one of them is like you know it's a premium pattern but it's like Zelda and like all the different oh. elements from the video game and it looks pixelated it's going to be so cute and then the other oh, one is like each block like he like planned out each block and like what he wanted and he was like you know I know you have to do it the however you do it, but this is just like the general what I want in it. And I just wow. shared it in our Instagram because it turned out so cool. But yeah, we just chatted back and forth about different elements that he wanted in there. And he sent us his designs and and we made them happen. You know, we had to applique some stuff and we embroidered some things and it turned wow. out so cool. And I was like, this is such a cool gift. Like who thinks like I'm going to give my my new wife a quilt for a, a wedding present you know yeah yeah that's pretty unheard of yeah. and both of those sound really special and mm -hmm. like custom for sure but also like really special to those individuals and yeah. that's really sweet I love that yeah. I was just like this is adorable <laughs> <laughs> but I'll have but, to check um, out I'll have to check out that post and see uh yeah. I haven't seen it yet so I'll, I'll have to check that out that sounds really awesome yeah, it was really fun. And, and at first we were kind of like, I don't know, this might be weird. But as we started putting it together, we were like, oh, this is actually <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so yeah, so I just think it makes me wonder, like, or I want to see like 
the unboxing, like when he gives it to her, I want to see. <laughs> I know. I'm like, please tag us in your social media <laughs> to see what happens. I don't think they get married until August. Yeah, I know. I embroidered their wedding date. So I remember it's in August. So we'll have to wait, but oh, I'm really cool. hoping that he, they like do post videos or photos about it and tag us because I'm like, I really want to see this happen. Yeah, no kidding. And like, like <laughs> you're already done and it's June. Like I'm blown away. Like everything I do is last minute. <laughs> well, well, I'm, my husband and I are actually going on a big trip um, oh. here in a couple of weeks and we're going to be gone for okay. most of the month. And so, cause it's our 10th anniversary this year. Oh, wow. oh so congratulations. We're taking a big trip. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so Where are you going? we're going to Barcelona. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I've been to Spain before, but my husband never has. He's been like all over Europe. He lived in Japan for a while. Um, because okay. he, uh, he was living the military life before we met, but, um, so he's been everywhere, but he's never been to Spain. And when I went, it was back in high school. So a long time ago, and we stayed near kind of Madrid and, um, and so we never made it over to Barcelona and, I was like, I really want to go there. Like I've seen wow. everything in Madrid. I, it's great. I love it. And it's super cool, but I really want to experience Barcelona. And so we were like, screw it. We're going. <laughs> wow. Good for you. That's amazing. That's yeah. that'll be so fun. Yeah. But we're, we're starting our trip in Vegas, which was our original plan. Um, cause that's where we actually got married in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's go to Las Vegas. There's a, a Sting concert. Cause I've loved Sting since I was a little girl. And so I was like, this will be so fun. There's a concert right near our anniversary. So we can be in Las Vegas and da, da, da. And I'm like, well, we can just go somewhere cool from Las Vegas. And so <laughs> fly from there. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> it just evolved into chaos, but it's going to be super fun. So anyway, yeah. So my awesome. mom and I have been like busting through our orders to try to like get all right. the kind of more intricate stuff done. Like, right. Uh, yeah we're kind of worried we're going to take longer because I'm not going to be here to work on stuff with her. So, um, so yeah, we were trying to get those like kind of trickier ones done first and get them out the door so that she's not like, it's not like looming over her head by herself. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That's, that's the only kind of downer of being self-employed is that <laughs> yeah. like, when you leave, no work is getting done. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I've got a week of holidays planned this summer Ooh. and everyone's like really just a week I'm like I can't take off more than a week like nothing <laughs> will happen if I am gone longer than that even right. that's stressing me out but it is what it is so yeah yeah hey there just popping in to say we divided this episode into two parts because Holly and I had such an amazing conversation that we just kept chatting and so to keep our episodes to about an hour we wanted to split it up so this is part one <laughs>